0: Uh, keep, please keep in prayer some of our folks who are out and uh, sick and dealing with uh, issues. Miss Tina, who uh, had to have uh, part of her leg amputated. Miss Tina Ponce, keep her in your prayers. Uh, she's in a, a care home, rehabilitation home uh, for that. And then uh, uh, young Logan, uh, who uh, is battling cancer. Lord, keep, uh, keep him in your prayers. Um, uh, he's uh, doing well, great, good spirits right now. And so uh, I think he'll come home today or tomorrow um, uh, from the hospital. He had to go again this week, um, but uh, just keep him, that young man in your prayers. That the Lord will do something mighty in his life and uh, with the with the sickness. Um, so, in our fun with felt series, I'm excited about today. Uh, one of the one one of the funnest, uh, funnest, uh, the most fun. Uh, Books of the Bible, I, I really think, because it's a story all in and of itself, smashed between Nehemiah and Job, uh, a 10-chapter story that's got everything you want in a good story. Uh, in fact, um, there's a, if you ever do get to see, there's a movie about it, and it's, a, it's really good. I thought it was really good. It was really well done. Uh, but it's about Esther. Uh, Hadassah, Hadassah? Yeah, Celia has a friend at school named Hadassah, and uh, it, that's her Jewish name. But it's about Esther and uh, what she goes through and what uh, how God uses her. Some uh, we're going to go through. Uh, it's it's a ten chapters. We're going to touch on all chapters uh, for the story because you want to want to get the whole thing, and we'll pick out a couple scenes that we're going to show out on this the key scenes, but. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting book of the Bible. Uh, the word God is never used in the Bible, in in that in that book in, in that uh, in Esther, um, but God is all through it, and uh, God is. It's about the Jewish people. Uh, it's a little a little background. Uh, the Jews are in captivity, uh, so we're we're kind of moving on in our Old Testament, and the Jews are in captivity. This is past the time of uh, of Daniel. We you would have had our Artaxerxes. You're in, in Persia. Artaxerxes and Darius, Darius II, different, different rulers. And we're now in the ruler of Ahasuerus, Uh, Ahasuerus, uh, he's the king in this Shushan, um, western part of Iran is the area, Shushan province, and it's actually the Shushan palace. Shushan palace was the winter palace for the king. And so uh, the Jews are in captivity, they're here, they're part of this, this province, they've been there for, for a while. And we're going to have some interesting characters that we're going to see throughout this. Um, In chapter 1, it sets up... uh the king. It sets up the, what what is going to happen and how Esther is going to come up come about. Uh, the king has a a great feast with all his people. His wife is very beautiful, Vashti, Queen Vashti. She's very very beautiful, uh, but she has an attitude, um, and we don't know why she has an attitude. Uh, maybe it's the way the king treats her. I don't know. But uh, he he in in, her, uh, in the in the fun of the the gala and the great. Uh, he wants to show off his beautiful bride and calls for Queen Vashti and she says, nope, I'm not coming out there. So that is obviously a slap into the face of a, of a king. He's very angry. He asks his advisors what should we do? She should be removed. So because they don't want other women in the province to, to do the same to their husbands. So, uh, so he removes Queen Vashti. So now what do you do? He must, uh, he must name a new queen. So they take all the beautiful uh, girls, uh, young ladies from the province, um, and uh, they want to bring them into the palace so they can be trained and, and prepped, and he can get, choose for him his new queen. Um, and uh, So in chapter two, we're, uh, in chapter two, this is where he's going to set this up, and we're introduced to both Esther and Mordecai. Now Esther lost her parents. Mordecai is not her uncle, it's her cousin. He is the, the uh, uh, so he is a cousin, older cousin who has adopted her as his own daughter. And so he has raised her after she lost her parents. He loved her very much. Um, and uh, she was chosen to go into the king's palace to be trained and prepped and uh, uh, for possibility of being the queen. And he uh, sends her. Um, I, he probably doesn't have a choice, but he sends her, and he asks, he does charge her to not say that she's a Jew. Um, uh, he, he charged her to to just just go, do what you're called to do. The Lord will be with you, but uh, don't tell him you're a Jew, and and and, uh, and obey the king. And uh, so she in, in chapter two is we're introduced to these two, the very important part, and she enters the 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 uh, uh, palace. Um, and uh, in chapter 2, I believe she even finds, I believe she was found, she found great favor uh, of the chamberlains there. Um, and she, she, uh, she was, uh, uh, she was made the, the queen. And uh, so, um and then we also get a little bit of a story we'll come back to about Mordecai and, and his kind of character and what he, he was doing. He kind of sat out at the king's gate uh, a lot, and uh, uh, well known of the, the, the Jewish men around there. And uh, so he had a little uh, a part of that. We'll come back to that in a second. In, in chapter 3 we're introduced to the villain. Um, as a great story should have, you have to have a villain. And so we have Haman. Haman is just the worst. So uh, he actually, I hate to say it, I think we have a lot of Hamans in our government right now and, and in prominent positions. We have people that they live for prominence. And this, is, this guy, that's all he did. He lived for prominence. In the first verse in, uh, in uh, chapter three, and these things did uh, King Azariah's promote Haman, the son of Hamed, uh, the Agatite, uh, and advanced him. He basically made him prime minister over all the princes. And this is an ego boost for Haman. He is all about ego. He is all about uh, prominence. In fact, he's so much so that he even, uh, it's told that you're supposed to bow when he passes by you. And this is where the rub comes. He, uh, every time he passes by and Mordecai's there, Mordecai will not bow. Mordecai was a man of God, loved the Lord. He said, I only bow to the King of the Jews only bow to our heavenly, our, he doesn't say God, but he says, I am a Jew and I do not bow for anyone. And so, um, so it just grates on Haman. It just, you know, you can get into prominence, you can get, but there's just that one little thing, that one little thing that gets him. So in chapter three, he, uh, he sets up a plan. Um, he wants to, because he knows that Mordecai is a Jew, he wants to destroy the Jews so he convinces the king to set a decree that they will that at one point they will be allowed to kill any Jew they want to in fact he's going to fund it he's going to take care of it um, but uh, uh, he on the th- uh, i think it says right here to the king then there were the scribes called on the 13th day of the first month bah, 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 and that he had wrote that they uh, he that uh, here we go. And the governors that over every province and to the rulers of every people of every province, according to the writing thereof and to every people thereof, basically, he basically just told them that they can kill, in the letters were sent, and they can destroy, kill, and to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar, and to take place to spoil from them. Basically, you get to kill the Jews, people of his land. You know, he's, yes, they were captives, but they were part of his, and he, he convinces him to make a decree. And in Persia, when you make a decree, it cannot be changed. So, remember that. So, he makes a decree based on Haman, and so that's obviously God, Haman is a very uh, wealthy, very prominent person, number, basically number one guy in the land uh, under the king, and he's happy because he gets what he wants, going to destroy the Jews. This brings us up to our story. Uh, chapter 4 Mordecai is is heart-wrenched at what's about to happen to his people he hears of the letter he's uh, uh, he puts sackcloth on ashes he is just uh, beside himself uh, wailing that, that 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 his people are going to be destroyed um, so Esther who she has hit herself she's now the queen um, and so we have a queen let's see uh, well we'll get there Um so we have Esther and she she pays attention to Mordecai. She, she, uh, she has uh, people that can talk to him and, and she finds out that he's very, very sad and wise, he mourning. She tries to get him uh, clothing and get off the sackcloth and he, he basically tells her uh, what Haman uh, has decreed with the, with the king. Um, and so this brings us to our place. So in, uh, in, in 4.14... We're going to get to here. Uh, it's just, it's just, okay, I'll go back to 13. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape the, in the king's house more than all the Jews. Basically, you're a Jew. You, it will be found out, and you're gonna, you, you won't escape either. But, 14, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace in this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom For such a time as this, very famous line in this this book, for such a time as this. Uh, God has a place for us, number one, God has a place for us. We don't know, 10 years ago, we just came to this area. I never would imagine myself teaching a class, an adult class. I never would imagine myself being here, I should be about four assignments away, right? But I'm here. It's, God has a place for each of us. Um, he knows the places we're going to be. He knows how we're going to be. We get to choose whether or not we're going to be faithful and following his lead. But God has a place for us. God had a place for Esther. And that's what Mordecai was trying to tell her. He says, you have a place. And this could be the time that you're here. Well, he couldn't have figured. He couldn't have figured before this. Why is she being called to do this? Why is the king? Yeah, so Vashti uh, um, embarrassed the king and disobeyed him. But why? Why? Why God would would my daughter now daughter? Why would? Why would she have to go do this? And, and why would I have this man who hates me? And uh, and but now he he says, well, such a time as this. He's trusting into God and says, God, this is not a surprise to God. He he, uh, knows what you need. Um, uh, I'm reminded of uh, in Philippians 4.11, not that I speak in respect for want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Um, God has a place for us and he's got our back. He's got what we need. He's going to, he's going to, he, it's not a surprise. And this is what he's, has Esther here for. So Esther, um, Esther, very smartly says, um, then in, in verse 15, and then Esther bade them return Mordecai the answer. She's sending people to him. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days nor night or day, and I also, and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So, if she perishes, what's the for the Christian? If we perish in our dealings, what is that for us? What, what's what's the bad thing about it? I'm in heaven. She, she knows she's a, she, her king, the, her, her God, the, the God of the Jews, uh, the God of, who created her, created uh, heaven and earth. If I perish, I perish. I'm just with my God. That's a great attitude to have. It's sometimes hard to, hard to do, but it's a great attitude to have. So she calls them to pray, to fast. To the, um, she's talking about just uh, calling upon God in this time of help, that I can't do this just because I'm queen, I can't do this. She's risen to prominence among the women in the land, but she's like, I, I, I can't do this. God's got to be in this. So she calls them to all the fast. Now, this brings us to our first scene. So our first scene is we have a king. Now, the issue is this that I didn't read. The issue was she knew that the king, and we always have a guard next to a king, so use that again, so um, Kings are, uh, guards are always there. The issue was you cannot in under law in Persia, you could not enter the throne room of the king without being summoned or you die immediately without question um, and he had not called on her for over a month um, she said she it had been a while since she had seen him that's kind of a sad existence if that's now you know but she, she doesn't know if he'll uh, see her. Now, the only way for him to uh, identify whether or not he's going to accept you into his uh, throne room would be is he, if he shows the scepter. So, she had asked her friends to pray, and, and this brings us uh, to, to chapter 5. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house and over against the king's house And the king sat upon the royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And so it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court. When he saw her standing in the court, remember she's very beautiful. uh, That she obtained favor in his sight and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter in his hand. He wanted to see her. He was reminded of her beauty and he wanted to see her. So much so that when he saw her... That, it, uh, that she obtained favor in her sight, and the king held out the scepter, and she touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? And what is thy request? It shall be given thee to the half of the kingdom. God answers prayer, number two. God answers prayer. That was what her prayer was about. Uh, the, the prayer was that he would, uh, uh, she, she, ha- she has a plan, if the Lord will allow it, but, um, but she, uh, her prayer was that he would be, she would be received. Um, she didn't take for granted uh, what was given to her. She didn't take for granted where the position she was in. She still was subservient to the king, but she needed God's help. God answers prayer. In Psalm 66:20, "Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor His mercy." From me, prayer works. In this case, it worked for Esther, and she uh, she met the king, and she. Uh, so, what was her request? And, and Esther answered, "If it seemed good unto the king, let this day uh, come. This the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that I have prepared for him." Then the king said, Cause Haman to make haste that he may do as Esther has said. So the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther had prepared. So we'll get back, get to that scene in a minute. So we have a king. We have uh, Esther. He's received her. And she would like to have a banquet. So uh, in, our, in, our, in this story, we're halfway through. We find out that she sets up the banquet. And Haman gets to come to the banquet. Now, uh, the king is there. She is there. And Haman, well, he likes to take his throne wherever he's at. And um, Haman now is here at this banquet. So Haman uh, gets an ego boost, right? He gets personally invited to the king's uh, to the queen's banquet for the king. Wow! In, you know, it's nice, it's nice to get a boost. You know, it's it's nice to get asked to go. Uh, I, I, uh, there's, there's a biblical principle that works in business. Uh, when you are new or, or even actually all the time, if you're called into a meeting and there's a nice uh, conference table, sit on the side if you're first. Because it's always nice to be asked to the table rather than asked to leave. And in the military we had, you know, everybody has their positions and uh, it's a sad thing if you, you see a young lieutenant grab sits at the table, and then the colonel comes in. He says, uh, "Lieutenant, you can sit over there." That's a, that will get you some mockery. That will among your peers. But it's it's just it's biblical. Actually, it's always good to be asked to the table than asked to leave. Well, Haman, this was his ask to the table. He was he was in with the he's not only in with the king. He's in with the queen. And so his, he is just beaming. So she has the banquet. Basically, she says, he asks her again. He says, what can I give thee? I'll give thee half of the kingdom. And she says, I'd like one more banquet, and I'll tell you. So she calls him away. And he just is skipping. La-da-da. I was just at the banquet, my first banquet. And I get to go to another one. So he goes and tells his wife. Goes and says, uh, uh, well, he's going to tell his wife. But who does he pass by? Pass by Mordecai on the way home. And Mordecai doesn't bow. Oh, that just, and all the worse. Did he not hear that he got to go to a banquet with the queen? He all the more deserves to have everybody bow for him, but just just gets in his craw. Just gets in his craw. I mean, this guy, I'm the prime minister. I'm the number one guy. And he is just, he just, Mm, just that, that little burr under his saddle. So he tells his wife, and, uh, and, and he is just all the, he's been deflated just because of this. And they help him out. They help him out. They say, well, why don't you just kill him? Why don't you make a gallows? and Just hang him. Just, that'll, just, that'll teach him and teach any Jew that, that you don't cross our family. You don't cross you. And so, he did. He said, he, he, so he, in one, basically in one day, he has a 50-cubit high gallows made. Now, um, that night, another thing happens. The king doesn't have a good sleep. Okay? And this is very important. He doesn't have a good sleep. So, uh, they don't have, they have cell phones, didn't have TV, didn't have things like that. So, what does he do? He wants to have his record um, read to him. G- give me some of the notes. Of what's happening in my kingdom? Give me some of the notes. So, so he wants to hear what had happened, and uh, um, and so on the night uh, on that night could not the king sleep? We're in chapter six, and he commanded it to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of uh, big. Bikthanah and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king, on the king, and the king said, "What honor?" And so basically, back in chapter three, Mordecai had heard these two plotting against the king. He got word to Queen Esther because he had an end to do that, and she told the king of what had happened, and um, uh, or what that was about to happen. They were they were uh, executed. So the king asked, and the king said, "What honor?" And dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this. Then said the king's servants that minister unto him, there's nothing done for him. Oh, and the king said, huh, who's in the court? And Haman was come in the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows. This is the best story of irony you could ever get. I love this story. Um, And the king's servant said unto him, Hold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said to him, Let him come in. Now, this is when you let your own ego get in your way. So Haman came in, and the king said to him, What shall be done unto uh, unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Are you listening to this? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom would the king delight to honor more than myself? What the gall of that? I mean, uh, and Haman answered the king, for the man whom the king delights to honor. So, no humility, no, oh, no, shouldn't, shouldn't do anything, you know. No, 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 no. He answered, I'm, I'm going to let it just go. Let the royal apparel uh, be brought which the king uses. Let him wear your apparel. Let him wear the king's garments. Um, and, and the horse. The, the 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 Bugatti, the the whatever, the, the hypercar that you drive, let let him drive that. You know? Um, and the crown which is set upon the head, basically the all the all the power that you have, just a little less, but all that power be put on his head. So he is just he's going all oh, I want to look like the king, I wanna drive the king's stuff, and I wanna I wanna have his power. And let this apparel and the horse be delivered to the hand of the, one of the king's most noble princes. Remember, he's over over all the princes. So he's there's probably one he likes the most. There's one that's probably the noblest, one the whoever has the best position of the princes. And that they may array the man. So they can personally, they can personally attire him, you know, so they can array the man. Um, Uh, And bring, uh, who they bring honor, and bring him on horseback through the street and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Basically just shower. This is the best part of the story. I love it. Then took Haman. Uh, Oh, okay. Then the king said to Haman, make haste here it comes, make haste, and take the apparel and the horse and thou hast said, and do so even to Mordecai the Jew, yes, that sitteth at the king's gate, let nothing fall of all that has spoken, basically do it just like you said, buddy, I love it, irony, it's so thick, it's awesome, he, he is mortified, mortified at what he's got to do, uh, then took Haman. He did it. He took the apparel and the horse and rode. And I, I'm sure he didn't have a smile on his face. But he brought him to the horseback through the through the city and proclaimed before him, "Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king to honor. And, the, and Mordecai came again to the king's gate. But Haman hasted to his house, mourning and having his head covered. So he has been he has been demoralized. So he has been demoralized. He still got a banquet to go to. But he goes, and uh, he goes home. He's mortified, and this is where the queen, or his wife, uh, 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 well, he's just mortified is what's about to happen. So, uh, so, so the next night, he still has a banquet to go to, so it's a little, he's a little happier. Uh, well, at least I get to go to the banquet. He doesn't have to do that again for, uh, for Mordecai. And so this brings us to our last scene. It's again a banquet scene. Same thing. She, just, she had everything arrayed for them. And, um, and Haman shows up. And this time he asks her, what can I give thee? Half of the kingdom I would give thee. And she says, basically, um, I'm a Jew, and the Jews are going to be destroyed. Well, who would do this? Because he never named the Jews. Well, he did not name the Jews, but Jews are going to be. Well, well, who 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 wants to destroy Jews? Haman. And so the king's in a predicament. He's been listening to Haman. He promoted him highly. He's been listening to him, and so he actually leaves. And Haman sees things crashing. Not only did he have to uh, glorify Mordecai, but now, uh-oh, he doesn't have favor with the queen, and now he possibly doesn't have favor with the king. Uh, he's mortified. He falls on her. He's begging her, begging her, please, please, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'll take back anything, and, you know, just please. And when, he come, when the king walks back in, he's actually laying on the bed, and now he's going to accuse him of, of trying to assault his queen. In his own palace and as the words come out of his mouth the bag goes over Haman's head and what shall we do with Haman hang him on hey there's some gallows he just made made for Mordecai 50 cubits high hang him on him and he did he lost his life God blesses number three God blesses the righteous he blessed Mordecai for um, for his uh, doing his duty Uh, his duty uh, even though it wasn't, even though um, the king was not a godly king or a king, um, uh, God does appoint our leadership. He does appoint leadership, but um, he did the right thing in turning in those men and giving that information um, because that was going against the king. So, so God blessed Mordecai for what he had done. God blessed his faithfulness, uh, his righteousness. God blessed uh, uh, Esther. Uh, for, for her faithfulness and righteousness um, and working through this situation, God blessed her with the salvation of, of the Jews. Now, uh, we'll kind of finish out the story. Um, uh, in Psalm 512, it says, For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him with a shield. God put a shield. What he did was uh, the king said, I can't change a decree, but I can make a new one. And he told basically, he told, uh, 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 now that Haman's did, he actually promoted Mordecai to his position. Uh, again, a blessing to Mordecai. Um, he basically said, I can't get rid of a decree. I'm not, I'm not even that powerful enough, but I can make a new one and you guys can defend yourself. And so uh, that's how we get one of the feasts of Purim, uh, uh, based on the fact that the at, at that time there would be a time when 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 they get to defend themselves, they get to arm themselves, uh, and if someone tries to kill them, they get to kill them, um, and they can plunder uh, the other people. So a uh, big civil war ends up happening in this area uh, based on all this happening. But the Jews survived and were blessed. And so um, th- this story, I-, I highly recommend read this story. It's a great great visual of God uh, answering prayer, of blessing the righteous folks, putting you in the place where you need to be. So we need to, coming away from this, we need to ask, who am I and why am I here? That's That's a great question to ask. Who am I and why am I here? I'm a child of God. I'm here to glorify Him in all I do. I'm here to let people know about Him Because we got something great. We got a God that loves us, God who wants to protect us, God who wants to give for us and our families, got a God who wants to see us in heaven with Him someday. Whatever bad happens to us, hey, we got heaven. So do you have that today? Do you have Christ as your Savior? If you don't, then this might be a little foreign. But if you got Christ, you got a a prayer answerer, you've got a blesser you got a Heavenly Father that loves you. And that's our story with Esther today. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much uh, for the stories in the Bible. I thank you for the story of Esther and just how rich it is with just uh, your providence, uh, providential care on some people and your people, Lord. And we just, uh, we can take so much from it. I pray that we would. I pray that we would just recognize that, Lord, you have a place for each one of us. In, in our lives and where you put us. And that it's not a surprise to you. It's a place that you want us to be and you want us to serve you. And Lord, you'll bless righteousness. You'll bless faithfulness. And we just thank you for that, Lord. I uh, thank you for this time that we get to spend together. I thank you for this, uh, our church, Lord. Don't want to take our church for granted. It's a place where we get to worship you, Lord. Keep us safe. Uh, grow us, Lord. I would pray people will come and hear your word preached. And come to know you. Lord, I love you. I ask that you just bless the remainder of our our time where we get to fellowship. And just be with pastor as he brings the message in the next hour. Soften our hearts to receive it. Lord, we sure do love you. In your name we pray. Amen.